Hi, everyone. This is Hello. Aaron. And today I am here with Kevin. Uh, Kevin, are you there? Sorry, I, I think we're lagging out a little bit. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for making the time to do this. Uh, we're recording again at nighttime. So uh, let's just cut to the chase. Kevin, you're the youth minister at FCBC Walnuts. What is on your mind for the youth this uh, new school year? Yeah, something I've, uh, our church has uh, kind of three distinctives of like a disciple, someone who treasures God's word, um, commits to God's family and reaches out to God's world. So I think um, that last distinctive or value of reaching out to God's world has been something that's uh, really been on my mind um, this past year. And so um, just thinking about how that can come into preaching, but also training them as leaders and as uh, disciples. So that's been something I've been thinking about recently. Uh, how does how does that uh, apply, do you think, to to the youth in particular? Um, I think for youth, I think in the teenage years, it's really easy to, I think, feel self-conscious or like, what do I look like? What do I sound like? Am I good enough? Um, and I think to put yourself out there to go out and actually live a life of faith, it's a very scary thing. Um, and I understand that when I was when I was in high school, I don't think I lived out my faith in public at my high school. I was really scared of that. And it wasn't until I think last year when I got involved in Diamond Bar's uh, Christian club, where I just saw that students, like young people, I really, really believe God loves to use young people. And young people are really capable of doing powerful things, but they have to be, um, I think, trained and coached and placed in those opportunities. And I think this year, after you know, volunteering for a year at Diamond Bar, I feel like those things that I've learned about just going out and being outreach oriented, I really want to, I think, shape and form and lead, I think the students back at FCBC to have a heart for God's world and for the lost. Uh, so do you go, are you like the the pastor for Diamond Bar High School? Like, what are you like, you like, <laughs> what are you, what are you, what's your role there exactly? Um, you know, it's funny. There's actually, I think two or three Christian clubs, um, at Diamond Bar. So I, Vanessa and I, we actually just, um, work with one of them, uh, called Mission Initiative. Uh, last year we had some students, uh, Josiah, Carissa, uh, who, and their friends just started a club. And I think because they're at our church, it was natural for us to say, Hey, like, do you guys need help? Like, can we support you guys? So, um, since last year, that's a whole nother story. We started just coming out to campus once a week and, um, held clubbings during lunch, witnessed um, after school and uh, try to put on like outreach events. And I think it's really challenged me and I think changed my view of what it means to um, live out your faith, like as a Christian. Um, so you put on outreach events. Are there any outreach events in particular that stand out to you? Or maybe you're thinking, oh, like we should take this not just to Dunbar High School, but to FCBC and then, you know, to the other high schools. Yeah. Um, so I think in March of last year, um, it was basically like the highlight of the year that we build up our club to like this one week in March and, uh, it's our outreach week. So for three straight days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we basically have a gospel presentation, um, during club or during lunch at our club. And we try and invite as many people as possible. Um, but then like leading up into that week, we're trying to like promote it. We're praying for it. And, um, I think God just really, really works like for the club speakers, because it's still so new. 
I only spoke on Wednesday, but the student leaders, they spoke on the Tuesday and Thursday and they invited their friends. We packed a classroom and um, it was really this special moment where I thought, man, this is, God really shows up. I think when we live a life of faith, um, we might not have the results we always want, but I think God is pleased and he'll show up when we put ourselves out there. Like it's not just us on our own, but God's power is really equipping us and already has gone before us. So um, there's so many good things that came from that week. Um, so yeah, that's one, one example. Um, I, I want to talk to you about, um, maybe some of the challenges that you think the students might have, um, with, with this new like mindset of, Hey, we should be outreach oriented now. The, for me, the, the one that comes to mind is like technology and how I think after COVID, um, or even during COVID, even before COVID, um, we're just always on our phones and I think we're losing like what it means to interact with actual people. I mean, even for you and me right now, like we're interacting through Zoom, you know, it's not like we're sitting next to each other. And so, yeah, I mean, we, we learned how to do this, but maybe, maybe we forgot how to just have conversations with people in person, you know, and instead of just trying to mediate everything through technology. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. You know, my first phone was like a Envy chocolate from Verizon. Nice. So no internet. <laughs> there probably was like a really simple game. And I kind of miss just how phone, it's just simple. You just call and text and that was basically it. So I think what we have now, I'm thankful for it. Um, but I think it's definitely opened a whole new world. And I definitely, I think after COVID, um, I remember the first time, like I had like an event with students, like since COVID and when we came out, we met at like a restaurant, like the Habit Burger. And at first, like, we didn't know what to say. We almost like forgot like, oh, how do we like, how did the conversation start again? And it was just really um, awkward, but fun moment. And I think after that, you know, you kind of, you remember how to talk and um, it was cool. But I remember that was a fun moment just to recognize how much COVID's affected our ability to socialize. But I think for me, the idea of just, um, being outreach oriented, going outside the four walls. I think there's what holds us back. I think not just teenagers, but I think people in general is, mm. I think a love for comfort and safety. Mm. And I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm that doesn't affect me anymore. It, it still does in high school, like for sure. And like, even now, like I still don't always want to put myself out there, but I think when I think about like what obstacles hold back, uh, maybe younger people, teenagers, I do think it's wanting to fit in, wanting to be accepted by their peers. And when they put themselves out there and carry the name of Christ, uh, you're really risking like your social, like your street cred or like mm, how people mm. see you. And I think that's a very, very uh, scary thing to risk. Um, yeah. But I think it's worth, I think Jesus does call us to, um, to do that in his name. No, absolutely. I think, I think taking risks, right. It sounds like super extreme right but like I, I don't know i feel like um even for high schoolers yeah putting yourself out there it's it's risky in a sense or like yeah you're gonna lose maybe some social standings but i think you know just in america normally we're not going to be losing our lives over jesus christ you know um i don't know if if you feel that like do you feel like we're like making it too dramatic by saying it's a risk because I, I don't know i do feel like it's like, like sort of a risk. what do you think yeah. Well, yeah, I think because in um, America, it's 
there's definitely suffering, but I think when if you actually compare it to like what goes on in the rest of the world, it's like how Christians suffer, like their lives are actually at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely very different, but I, I guess I, I definitely try to empathize with like teenagers. Like, yeah, when you are a teenager in America, you grow up having all this like comfort. Comfort, like, yeah. Um, when you are risking how people see you, that's that's really valuable. I think commodity, and I think we all care about that. So I guess it's a different type of risk and suffering and potential sacrifice. Um, I, I feel that this kind of ties into your most recent uh, youth sermon where you talked about worship. Now, of course, I'm going to listen to to <laughs> anything about worship related, uh, but I, I do um, have a, an interest in youth worship and uh, I, you know, I'm there preaching. Um, I think your message was, was timely, actually. Can you, can you kind of maybe uh, give a little rundown to people who haven't, who didn't hear that message? Yeah. Um, man, that was like, I don't say this lightly, but I think that was my favorite youth service like ever. Um, probably because I think I take responsibility because I think the past year and a half, ever since COVID, I think youth worship, just the singing of the youth, it hasn't really been as strong as it was before, or just felt like zombies were in the room. Like people aren't really like engaging with their entire being. And I actually take part responsibility for that because during COVID, like we still met as Unicoi as our youth fellowship, but we didn't have worship. I just thought it'd be too hard to coordinate that or that it wouldn't work. I think after COVID, um, when we try to restart youth service in Unicoi, I just realized, yeah, like they haven't been used to singing the past year and a half online. And um, I think through the youth trainings, like Angie, Jojana, Ian Wang, myself, PT, we've been trying to instill that. Um, and I think um, this month with it being the senior pastor series and um, there's youth service. So I get like a, like a choice, like what I want to preach on. And I felt like this was the topic I wanted to talk about. So um, I basically focused on Revelation 4, which was a throne room of Jesus. And I talked about how the people around Jesus, the individuals, the 24 elders, the four creatures, um, terrifying and powerful people or creatures. But when they see Jesus, um, they worship him, they fall on their knees. And I, I think the thing that I wanted to take away was the worship in heaven. It should shape and form our worship on earth. Um, right. And I felt like there's a disconnect if... Um, you call yourself a Christian when you go to church and you don't worship. It's like a fan who, if you're a Lakers fan and they went, they hit the game winning shot in game seven, but you don't cheer, you're kind of bored. It's like, there's a disconnect. There, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt it was, it was really passionate and important to me to talk about. Um, why do you, you said that it was your favorite youth worship maybe of all time. What made it that, that special to you? Um, Cause I really thought God's power was made perfect in my weakness. Cause I had two sermons that week. I was focusing on my Friday sermon and I think Saturday, I was really trying to put it a lot of it together, but I was like, God, I, I really want this sermon to really speak to them, but help me out here and help me like put the words together. And I think this is the most I even interacted with the worship leader, like Daniel Pooh and his team, like, Hey Daniel, like the topic's going to be about singing. Um, instead of playing four songs, can you play six songs, three before the sermon, three after? And he was really excited. So it just felt like the sermon <laughs> And like the worship, they really like work together. And I think afterwards, um, or this, this three songs after, I really sense that the students in the room were really trying to put into practice to really sing. And um, 
and that even carried over into the training in the afternoon that I think there's just momentum and I think excitement to uh, want to sing joyfully. I, I know it's not natural at first, but I think just seeing all that come together, I think that's why, um, yeah, favorite youth service um, of all time for me. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I won't be in youth service until, uh, next month, but I do hope that it continues, uh, until that time. So I can, so I can experience it for myself. <laughs> Maybe it will be my best youth worship service of all time. too. I hope so too. <laughs> um, you have a new series coming up now for, uh, youth service. Uh, you're going to, we're, we're going to be going through second Timothy, um, can you talk to us why uh, Second Timothy? Does this have to do with uh, going outside the walls of the church, or what does it relate to exactly? Yeah, so I think each congregation, it's like a congregational series, so you kind of decide what book you want to go through. And I think I was reading through Second Timothy, and I think there's so many themes that really speak to um like fanning into flame the gift of God, um, to live out your faith because God has given us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control to not be ashamed of the Lord Jesus, but to suffer, being willing to suffer for his sake. And I thought, man, I think Paul's words to Timothy, like, I feel like our youth really that, um, and what it means to, I think, boldly live out their faith for Jesus. Um, so I could read some of it, maybe a couple words, a couple of verses now. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. So this uh, Sunday I'm preaching on chapter one, but these are two verses that really um, s- stuck out to me. Um, Second Timothy verses chapter one, verse six says, for this reason, I f- remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. So I feel like I really want to hit home that you don't just go out and live a life of faith on your own. That's really scary, but the power of God strengthens you, um, empowers you to do that. So I think that's what I'm going to try to hit home in this series. Oh, I look forward to it, man. Um, I, I looked at my passage uh, that you assigned me uh, earlier this this week, and I'm I'm excited to start digging into it, man. Um, for anybody who's listening to this, we are starting to put our youth sermon audio back up again. So hopefully uh, we'll have this series available uh, on YouTube. Kevin's previous message on worship, um, it's called Sing with an exclamation point. Um, that is available already. And uh, we'll be sure to link that uh, in the in the comments and everything. Dude, Kevin, thanks for making the time, man. Um, any anything else you wanna you wanna say to the parents or to the students that are listening, or just to our church, who anyone who's listening in general? <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe I'll just end that. Um, I think living a life of faith, I think that's the truly the best life to live. It's it's there's risk. Um, it's scary. It takes sacrifice, but I think it is an adventure. I think the Christian life the adventure of following Jesus, even when it's scary and to know that Jesus will strengthen you with the spirit of power, love, and self-control. Um, I think in my life, I always try to live in comfort. What was fun what was safe. And that was great. But I think living that type of life now, and I'm still trying to grow more and more in that area. It's just, I, I wouldn't go back. It, it's, it's, 
it's difficult, but I think that's the life I want to live. So I just want to encourage those who listen to, um, yeah, just be into the, be obedient to the command of Jesus in this way.